Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here. And today on the show, we're going to talk to Gordon Burcham, which is an amazing coach and entrepreneur, but also a martial arts coach. And we are talking about what we can learn from martial arts and the things we bring to the mat into entrepreneurship and business. Ready? Here we go. All right, what's up, everybody? So before we start the show, I just want to kind of intro Gordon because uh, you guys need to know this guy. Like, So this guy is a guy who built two multiple six-figure businesses um, after losing everything, losing his home. Um, uh, he is a, he's a father of four children. He wrote two books. He's running masterminds and, and coaching programs for martial artists that are running their own schools. He also has his own school um, and a big facility in the UK. Um, this guy has won three world championships is freaking amazing. So I just really enjoyed this conversation. You are going to be blown away by this. Everybody, Gordon Burcham, let's begin the show. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Commit First podcast. And today we have Gordon Burcham here. Gordon, what's up, man? I'm amazing. How are you, sir? Uh, great to connect. I'm here from the UK and uh, great to connect with you in Israel. It's amazing. Definitely, man. Definitely. And um, the thing that got us connected is basically martial arts. When I saw you, basically connected on Clubhouse, um, I saw you talking about like the mindset issues and uh, I saw you got the martial arts background and have even like a whole coaching business around that and the books. So I said, I got to get this guy on the show. <laughs> um, and I think we have a lot to talk about. And I wanted to do this kind of type of show for a while where we talk about the mindset of martial arts and how you bring that into businesses and, and, you know, the resilience that all of us have to show today in these days and times. So, um, first of all, it's an honor to have you here and to be able to have this conversation. Um, thanks for having me for sure, man. And, um, the thing that, um, I wanted to ask you at the beginning is just a bit about your background, because what we know is this, first of all, <laughs> you have a martial arts school, uh, just where if anybody's watching this YouTube video right now, this is like where you do mastermind and stuff. And next door, you have your martial arts academy um, and uh, also a cafe next to it. And that means a couple of things. One, you are a badass <laughs> having all this space. Two, you are resilient because you passed the pandemic with all this. Um, and I would love to talk to you about this, but let's go way back. What got you into martial arts in the first place? Yeah, well, it's a great question. I mean, you'd have to go back really from you know, being, being massively bullied when I was younger, you know, I was severely mentally and physically bullied. And mm -hmm. I went through a very tired time when I was young. It was very different, very quirky. Um, uh, I was always trying to fit in with everybody. I was always a little bit different. And Why different? I'm just, I'm very, very, I'm, very, I'm autistic. So I'm a, a bit quirky and a bit different. And, and bit, I'm a very sensitive kind of character. Are, are, wait, so you're sensitive, artistic, um, still you were in martial arts. Are you ENFP? Do you know what that is? Do you know Briggs, uh, the Myers-Briggs? Yes. Are, do you know what you are? Um, I, well, as in, when you, in, you have in, like four letters or something like ENFP or IN, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 set, I'm, I'm autistic, uh, basically. So in okay. my, I use this very sensory and I used uh -huh. to go feeling very very isolated alone i had two friends both were girls both used to beat me up and <laughs> went to 
And then it really got bad when I went to secondary school, uh, especially with one lad and he used to live down my street and he used to really beat me up badly and I was in real mm. scared and in fear. Uh, I used to ride home from school and like literally hide mm. riding home, get in and I'd put a, a video up at the time and I'd be sitting there trembling, watching the video, making sure it was long enough so it would go dark so my mum wouldn't ask me why I wouldn't go outside. And many times I'd get beat up and running and be crying and my mum had hit me and said, get back outside and go and fight. And I'd be in fear. <laughs> really? And that Wait, was so you, you got beat up and you came back home and your mom's like, get it back out there and fight those guys? Yeah. And she was like, she's a really strong woman, but I was a really fearful young man. And <laughs> like that for all the way through school and I just lived in this fear. And then I, um, I remember someone, and that affected me massively. And my friend came to the door and said he started kickboxing. And he said, you want to come? I said, no way. Like, I, I was so scared of getting hit. It was unbelievable. We started this martial arts journey and, and started doing the class and carried it on. I used to drive, I remember I hit 17, 18. I remember driving many times from my house, about five minutes away, I'd drive, but it would take me 45 minutes to get there in the car. Because mm. I'd be driving there and I'd walk, go back and forwards. <laughs> telling myself, no, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> crying my eyes out in the car park at this age because I was so scared of going because I knew I was going to get battered. And that's how it kind of went. Yeah. I liked martial arts and, I, and then I started competing. And I, because of the lack of... Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. That was too quick. Wait, so you... Back and forth, whether you should have been studying martial arts and then you started competing, what happened? So, so through... Well, I just... It kind of fell into competing in martial arts. I mean, it was something that my instructor asked me to do. Mm -hmm. Although that yeah. was in here and I'd spar in the classes, he asked me yeah. to go and just go to these local tournaments. And yeah. I remember my first tournament standing at the edge of the mat and I was just getting ready. I've never done it before. And I stood on the mat and there's this guy in front of me. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a novice fighter. And this guy was like Bruce Lee. Like, <laughs> not lying, man. He had, it was like Bruce Lee in Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. His <laughs> dude, he was levitating in the air, just <laughs> Oh no, yeah. lying, right? I stood there and I went in and I got knocked down 10 times. Absolutely. And I felt like I was being battered again, like I was a, a, when I was younger. I cried on the mats, went off, threw my gloves. I'm not doing that again. This is on the Sunday, went back into the dojo and did it again on the Monday, trained again, and just kept this cycle of going to tournaments and losing. And then I'm getting back up and crying and, and I just did this. And I went every Sunday, these competitions, right? So wait, and wait, 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 wait. I, I'm just trying to understand. I, because just from my own background all right i got into martial arts also kind of like you know I, i was kind of bullied had my own cases um someone threatened to stab me um at one point and like so in high school i said i, I heard one of the biggest bullies uh like talk about oh those guys at like the mixed martial arts club those guys are badasses like you know real badasses when i heard him say that i was like i'm going there <laughs> you know and i went there and i started training but I can say that my instructor also told me, hey, you should go to this tournament. And then I went to my first tournament and I got beat up. Um, and um, th the thing I'm like wondering about is I didn't want to go back to another tournament. Now we had only the tournaments only once a year. It's not that we had like every Sunday, but what made you go back and back and back again? Great question. Um, really, it was fear. Believe it or not, I went back because I was fearful of letting my instructor down. Because you mm, got it. So yeah. scared of letting my instructor down. So I'd go even though I didn't want to go. Yeah. And going back and back. Wow. Does that make sense? So I still had something. Yeah. 
was so scared to let my instructor down because he was mm. quite a strong character and very forceful. Mine I, too, yeah. So then as I'm going backwards and forwards, I was, I, 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 and, and then I had this, this like the, com, I can't, how do I explain my confidence? I had none. The self <laughs> and I didn't love myself. I hated who I was. I didn't want to be on this planet, really. I didn't like who I was at all. And I really had so low self-worth about belief in myself and who I was. It was shocking. And I, and I can look back and say that wholeheartedly. I don't know how I got through that, but I did. And I kept going to these tournaments, but I got to a point in my mind and I kept going back. And then all of a sudden I started to win some. Here's what was really interesting. I was winning some tournaments, mm. but I make up the reason why I was winning because the person wasn't good enough or right. I was really good. That made me feel good that day. I had a lucky draw. Or it was just one of them lucky days. It yeah. was never because I was any good. It was just luck. Oh, so fuck, man. Like. I, you're bringing back my experiences, but the thing is this, you had many of them because you, you went to tournaments over and over again. We had one a year. So I was like only like four or five tournaments, but what you're saying right now is makes completely sense. When I won, I felt I won because that guy was just, eh, you know, I, I was better kind of like, and he was, he was just lesser than me. It's not that I was good. And when I lost, it was like, wow, everybody's so better than me. Everything that you say right now is really connecting to what I had. Only thing I can say is, I had way less experience in, in the reiterations, but like you said, you didn't understand that back then. I think there's so many kids out there nowadays that also don't understand it, but in about 10 years, the coins are going to start dropping like crazy. I guess that's what happened with you, right? 100%. And I just kept going. And that was my life. I literally go and try, no belief, win some, lose some, and I go around and I had no belief in myself. Yeah. And I literally, that's how my career went on for a long time in martial arts. I started building wow. art school, trying to build that up. And um, I built a little business from that. And then from that business, well, it was little, like, little business. I didn't know what I was doing. This was building the school. I got up to about 75 members of the little martial arts facility. Nice. And I had to, and something happened 12 years ago. It was in 2008. I, I, I remember waking up one day, looking at my wife and telling her we'd lost the house that we built for 10 years. We had to get out. We'd lost the whole thing. And I was in absolute bits and went to the bank manager and asked him if he could help us out because we we're going to lose everything. And he Wait, left how did you lose the house? How did it go down? Because I was in that much debt. How did, you, how did you find out you were in debt though? Because you're, all of the money, everything that's got, all of you missed all your payments, Everything was got. You just had to. The house had gone. We lost. I'm just saying, like, you. How did you not know? I'm just asking for new entrepreneurs here I because was, I also experienced, you know, similar stuff. Though. Yeah, I was hiding. I was hiding the problem. I was hiding wanted to crawl out of this. I was building up debt after debt after debt after debt after debt, thinking I could trade my way out of it, and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Literally, out of that house, I had to take my family. And we had to go and move into a three-bedroom house in the middle of it, the cheapest one in the street. Question. Did, did you have this like feeling when you were getting into that, that you were like, oh, I should be a real entrepreneur here. Like real entrepreneurs, they, you know, they build that and then they get out. I didn't even think of myself as an entrepreneur at the time. I was just building a business. I didn't, I didn't even know the word entrepreneur, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and I was just, I just got into this plate and all of a sudden I'd lost it all. I mm. ended up um, in this Smalley's three-bedroom house. We had 25 pounds to live on food. We were having pasta with tomato sauce and melting cheese on it, so we, it tasted nice. 
I had a family. It was, uh, I used to go to the bank every single day and put a few coins in so it wouldn't go over, over the overdraft. It was a, a complete mess. There's papers everywhere. I was in a mess. I started drinking heavily, trying to hide. I was doing, and, I was doing drugs as well. I was in a, a real mess. And, and, and when you're talking about, when you talk, like, how many kids did you have back then? I had one and one on the way. Wow. And you were like drinking. Yeah, to hide the sorrow, the pain. Males want two things. Men, they want to protect and provide, and I wasn't doing any of it. Mm. I, my, my whole self-worth was, was diminishing underneath me. I felt I was failing as a father, as a, as a, as a husband, and, and in life. And I remember it was just a mess. And I remember uh, something coming into my, into my email about coaching and helping you build your business. Like, whoa, okay, I need to do something. I'm going to lose that. I literally was good. I, I had nothing. Really. We had nothing. We, had, we mm. were so in there. So I uh, gets on a call, spoke to the guy, and he said, I can help you get there, but it'll take you about 18 months. But if you really push, we'll help you get out of this. And um, I was like, well, let's get it started. He said, it's £3,000 for three months, £1,000 a month. That was 12, mm. 13 years ago. I said, I can't afford that. Put the phone down. And I had a trigger in my head. Listen, I'm going all in. I can't, so I've got to find a way. What can I do? So I sold some stuff in the house borrowed a bit of money and we literally literally paid that fee wow. and started coaching journey and we, like did everything that was told literally me and my wife 16 hours a day like with a pram doing all of our leaflets changing everything and we we, had, we were doing before we started coaching we we're doing about 2800 pound a month and that was complete turnover it literally didn't cover everything at all and in two and a half months, we changed that into a ten thousand pound a month business. How? So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Going back again. But um, by the way, I have a similar story. I got into debt and then hired a coach with money I didn't have. Flew him over from the U.S. with thousands of dollars to to help me, and he helped me build multiple six figure businesses. So like we are in similar like we have similar stories in a way. I didn't I didn't get into drinking or anything like that, but yeah, it was it was a bad situation. So I just want to ask you. Because you said the turnover was really quick. And that's what a lot of people experience when they hire their coach, when they are in kind of like the rock bottom mode, I call it. Um, we now know it's more like a trampoline, but you need someone to help you see that and to jump. And, um, and that coach helped you, but how? What was the, maybe, what was the process or a couple of things that you did? Things really, they had me really work on my marketing. I'd never heard of target marketing. I'd never heard about mm marketing to a specific demographic the message number one the mm. systems the processes around the business the programs that we were delivering we didn't have like it really helped us on our mindset and mm. give belief and give us support and guidance really taught us how to run a real business that we didn't right. understand before because we were just a mar- i was just a martial artist trying to run a martial arts school right yeah right right so that was the thing and really helped us on that that journey of understanding you need the market sales processes systems etc and build and, and by the way and bloody hard work like we worked really hard to get it to that point but we had to because we had no choice right right you, right well you've got to make it work yeah. so that, that instilled with me honestly i can remember when we hit the ten thousand pound a month i was like it's not that i can't it's that i've not learned it yet now i've learned it and it installed the belief in me of education yeah I went on this journey for the last, you know, whatever years now and really invested in coaches, consultants, events, book reading, loads of books, seminars, personal development. Yeah. <clears throat> and along that journey, I was still competing. And, but I was still not believing. 
But all this was part of the process of development itself. And um, I had a life coach that was helping me really break down these limiting beliefs, these barriers that we all have and really help me um, dig into the core of who I was. I had a lot of deep regression therapy and really helping me go into a real deep of who Gordon Bertrand really was. And we're all we're all born a diamond we're all born with this beat like we're born pure yeah. and all this experience alive compounded it, it hides us away who we really are yeah there was part of this whole process i was going through and i remember in 2012 uh, was when i fought in the british championships and i won the british championships and i was invited to fight in the world championships in canada now it was a championship that was really big and i was fighting for england and I always had this, like, once I, I won the British, it was like, great. And then I flew, flew to out Canada, and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I'm not good enough. I still had that. <laughs> right? So yeah. I'm fighting, I'll give you a very quick story here, very quick. So fighting the first round, I, wins the, I win the first round. I fight an Irish guy, a Canadian guy, an American guy, German, and I beat them all. Wow. And I had the final two wow. days later. So I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the reception area and I'm doing the same thing as annoyed the way you've, at least you've got this far, well done. Did a, and I remember walking upstairs, so I walk into the lift and I go to the lift. As I'm at the lift, something triggered in my mind. If I carry on doing the same thing, you've gone into a final. You need to start thinking better. And I started to visualize how this fight would go, mm-hmm. how the, every shot would be fit, how I would feel, how relaxed, how in control I would be. And I went to sleep visualizing this whole final in my mind. And I woke up in the morning with a sense of calm. I literally woke up and I, you know, if I'd have had an iron, I'd have ironed my socks. It was, everything had to be perfect. And I felt so calm. I went down for food and then I went and warmed up on the mats and it was my time. It was my time in the final. And I stand up and I was really interested to the listeners here and yourself is as I got up, I've got my, I'm ready. I look. And I can see the vision of the guy in that first ever fight that I had standing in front of me. <laughs> yeah. look brutally. And he's, mats and he's ripped. He's 18, 19 years of age and he's won, he's won everything. And I'm 35 years of age. And as I'm, I'm, I'm there and I see it and I'm going to war with this guy and I go through the rounds and I get to the, uh, the, the final round just before my coach looks, he goes, you're up, look, you're up on points. You're winning. Now, wow, at least I got this far. <laughs> yeah, it gets around and the last rounds and it's like slow motion. And then it's at the end and I stand there and I've got the crowd in front of me and raises my hand, Gordon Bertram, world champion. Wow. And I just cry my eyes out and scream. And I'm screaming and crying and people are like, why are you so excited about winning this world title? That wasn't why I was screaming. That wasn't why I was crying. I was crying because I'd finally beaten the biggest challenge, which was myself. I started to believe and everything from there. That was the day I was born in 2012. I was born into this world. The person you hear and see here was yeah. today. Bertram arrived the day I could respect and love myself and really love that character, the person that you see here today that I hadn't done for 35 years. Yeah. A massive transformational being born. I'll get goosebumps every time I tell the story because it's, unbelievable what the mind does how i didn't think i was worthy i didn't think i was good enough i didn't think i didn't believe and one day when you keep going and keep breaking through and all of a sudden you have the day when you're born when you realize that you are good enough 
I stood on that podium and I went on from that day. I went and won three consecutive world titles. I went and built two multi-six-figure businesses. I go and I built coaching programs and I, I've written two books. And I honestly, no Poor kid. it's unbelievable <laughs> what has happened since that day. Yeah. As soon as you make and start to really believe in who you are and more importantly, love that person that stands there. So that's a little bit about myself and, and, and what I'm all about. Amazing, man. What a story. What a story. It's just, wow. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Now, a lot of people listening to this right now are saying, well, I haven't yet dis discovered myself. You know, like I'm not there yet. I haven't had that win. Like, what would you say to them? It took me 35 years. It took me <laughs> 35 years, number one. Yeah. And it took a lot of hard work. You know, what we need is resilience. You know, mm -hmm. as long as you, if you, it, what I believe is, Here's the thing in life that I've, I've learned through this. Number one is, it's not you can't, you haven't learned it yet. Make sure you're going on your journey every single day. Mm -hmm. Remember, every single day you get up is a new chapter of your life's work, your life story. Make sure it's a bestseller. Make sure it's the, everything you do each day is a stepping stone. And you don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. You know, it's going to be tomorrow, next year, next month. Just make sure that you're on the journey. Make sure you're ready because it's coming. Because it's one <laughs> this yeah do whatever it takes and never stop never stop in pursuit you will find that as long as you're taking action and as long as you're on the journey as long as you're in the game i'm a big believer right now guys if you're listening here right as long as you're a, as long as you wake up today you're winning you're here you're in the fight it's a challenge life's a challenge mind it We're, listen life is a challenge don't let anyone ever tell you that you know what but you know what as long as you're in it you're in it. You're going to win it. At some point, you're going to find a way. Remember, you are stronger than you ever believe. And my, by the way, like I never believed I would be where I am. Right now. I didn't create, I, I didn't, I didn't visualize where I am today. I just made sure I was on the journey. I just yeah. made sure I'm here. And at some point, you'll start to realize. So what my, my thing to you guys is, look, it took me 35 years. It might take you 20 years. It might take you 45, 55 years. But make sure you're in the game. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's a game of life. And make sure you keep So how do you, how do you do that? You get up every single, first of all. So if I would go back, how, what did I do? I made sure, like for me now, I make sure I work harder on myself than I do anything else. I make sure I read the books and I, I make sure that number one, one of the things, if I, if I could go back to myself before, I'd say right, one of the most important stories you'll ever hear is the one you tell yourself every day. Mm -hmm. Make sure the story you tell yourself is one that's going to empower you, not bring you down. You know, what's really important is, is we are our own biggest critic. Most human beings are, are world champions at knocking themselves down. They're world champions at criticizing who they are and judging themselves. Remember how truly powerful you are. Remember your uniqueness is your gift. Remember who you are is who you are. Celebrate that. Like I teach the people this every single day. Self-love, gratitude for who you are, going into your soul and realizing that you are enough, you are fantastic, your uniqueness is your gift, that self-talk first before you go and do anything for anybody else. You, gotta, you are the captain of your ship. You're the person who's sailing the ship. If you're not right, you are gonna go in the wrong direction. Yeah. And remember the same wind blows on us all.
It blows on us all every day. They win the challenge, they win the change, they win the difficulty, disappointment. That happens to us all, but it's the set of our set. It's how we are each and every day. So for me, I get up every day, bang, I work on gratitude. I'm so grateful for who I am. I'm grateful for my kids, my family. Gratitude, it starts with gratitude and love. Once you get that and you start to tell, you know what, I am great, I am magnificent, I am phenomenal who I am, start with that first empower you remember it's all a bloody story we don't realize that everyone's telling themselves a story every day you'll tell yourself a story i will every human being 7.8 billion people on the planet it's their story that is creating their reality when really they just need to change the story i just want to so i mean i i find this so fascinating everything that you're saying i'm like i'm listening and i'm like taking it in. And one big motive that came up for me in my personal development growth uh, journey, uh, whatever we call it, right, was like um, two things that are like that you mentioned that are for me, I think the hardest, um, which is one, the story I tell myself. And I think for everybody, it's, it's our own limiting beliefs, right? Like we all have those um, and I'm still trying to get past mine. Um, oh. I've already built like two high-end multi six-figure businesses. I have this podcast and this is like my new business. I have like, so like three businesses, three kids, like I've built so much so far, but I still I'm battling every single day with, you know, with my own demons kind of. Um, and so that's one for me, which is hard. I'm even like thinking about it. I'm like, I got to breathe for a second. Like this is. Um, I'd like to share once you finish that to help on that as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and the second one is just, so um, that is one and, and self-love and then um, gratitude also came up a lot, which is something I always had a problem with. I just, I, I'm finding it really hard to feel the gratitude like very deeply. So would love your take on those. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what? It's, it's something that most people are living in the future. Mm. They're never happy with like, so here's the, 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 really, really important for everyone to listen. This was met definitely for me. I used to just want to be that person. Yeah. I used to want to be that individual. I'd look at other people and think, I wish I was like that. I used to want to, be, I'll be happy when I get this. When I become that, I'll be okay. That's living in the future when, when the gift is the present. Mm -hmm. We're living to now, this what we have right now, as we sit here right now, as I'm talking to you, is this here is gratitude. I'm so grateful to be sitting here right now with you right now. I feel so blessed to be here. Thank you for having me on here. Like living in the moment, life itself is a gift. What I learned is that having the things, having the material things, having the money, having the things, you're successful when you're living. When you're here right now, we're all alive. Anyone listening to this right now, start to celebrate it. We're alive, man. This is the gift. This is the grad. This is it right now. We don't need anything more. <laughs> we're here. We've arrived. And I think that we, we're so busy in this Western world and et cetera, where we're, we're, we're so looking and we, we think we've got to get. Mm -hmm. We've got everything we need. If you're breathing, if you can eat, the sun is shining, we're alive. It's a phenomenal time to be alive right now. Mm -hmm. And for me, many people are so focused on the future that forget the gift of the present. Right. Remember what you have now. Look at your family. I always ask people, be a meerkat. Step up and look around you. Start <laughs> to see what's here. Stop looking down at your phones and your, and your computers. Look around. Look what we're here. Now it, it, we've arrived. And I think when you can say, right, okay, oh, yes, I wanna, I'd love to achieve my dreams and create brilliant. But you know what? 
I'm never going to be more happier than I am right now because destination becomes a reality. Becomes if you're not happy in the present, you're never going to be happy. You, you know, be happy on the journey. Be happy with what you got while the pursuit of what you other dreams and stuff. Like happiness is in the present. Because here's the thing: when you look to the future and think you'll be happy, when you get to the destination for a moment, feels great. Then all of a sudden, it becomes the present. So you're looking for the next thing. Human beings are always doing this. Right, right. So focused on the future, they forget about the gift of today. Yeah, and and I, I must say, like I have no I, no problem focusing on the gift of today because I practiced Buddhism for over 10 years, like for me specifically. Um, although I am ENFP, which means I'm a visionary, I, I do have that hardship to kind of, I always am living to my vision, you know, I'm always looking for it. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm in between. Um, yeah. My friends. Right. Um, have gratitude for who you are. Have gratitude for your fact. Like, honestly, it's something no, I, I wrote a book on this, like live life happy, it's called. I wrote the book for all of this, yeah. live life happy. And um, you're not, you can't be happy in the future. Like people right. are like, happy, you know, you cannot be happy in the future because you don't even know what the future holds. You don't know how some tomorrow. Many people leave this planet, my friend, you know, realizing all of this too late. Right. That actually what really matters is living itself, is breathing. Right. We forget about that. And the future is not set for any of us. So when we live in the future, and then we end up with disappointment because it doesn't go how we really want it to go. Life is a dance, you know? And if you live in the present and go, whoa, where's this going to go? It's martial arts, yeah? How can you write? Like, it's all going with it, you know? Flow like water. Life is, <laughs> it's, not, it's not set. Go with the flow. Go with the energy. And when you're like that, you can have fun. Be like a, I always say to people, be like a balloon in the air where it just moves. And it just, that's being like that, that's called freedom. Yeah. It's not, oh, I've got to get here. I've got to have this. I've got to have this. I need to get there. Mm. That creates tension in the body. Yeah. So I love to look at life like that and go with it and say, hey, the future's, you know, it's not set. Yes, I've got an idea of where I want to go. But you know what? However the journey takes me now, I'm going to go with it and enjoy the process. I love it. I love it. And um, I guess that shifts into something, I, you know, we wanted to talk about, which is the mindset uh, elements that are coming from on from martial arts and we can apply them to our own life to build resilience and uh also you know mostly for business owners obviously for entrepreneurs um so what have you found those to be for yourself but for me was it like in life whether life and business are the same they've all fought with challenges right mm. so for me it's stepping up and owning who you are, you know, being responsible. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I heard a great saying before, you know, when you've passed from childhood to adulthood, when you accept full responsibility for everything in your life. And that is very, very powerful. So if it's to be, it's up to me. And every day it's like owning yourself. Like when you're on the mats, it's you and the, you know, you're only gonna win by your, so you step up like a warrior. So I say the step up as a warrior in life. Like for me, step up every day, man, and own your shit. Let's go. Let's own it, man. We're going and we're going to go and enjoy the journey. But you know what? If it's to be, I'm going to warrior. And you know what? I look at it this way. I think you'll like this. So when you're on the mats, when you're there and you're in the ring or whatever that is, right? You've got to evade. You've got to move. You've got to go with it. Yeah. If you get knocked down, you've got to get back up. Isn't that the same as life? Isn't that the same in business? Yeah. You've got You've got to find and strategize. You've got to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to go there. You've got to, you've got to, have a, you've got to play. You've got to block it. You've got to counter it. You've got to move. 
and you're going to float. And that's life. Life right. is going to throw like curveballs. It's going to throw things in the way. You're going to say, yeah, you know what? Bang, I'm strong. Let's go. Bang. I'm going to smash through that challenge. Let's go. You give me another one, I'm back up again. Let's go. And it's that warrior spirit. Yeah. So you go, yeah, whatever. I see people who are on the mats in martial arts. They haven't made, realized that martial arts and life are parallel. Are the same thing. The only difference is not a person. It's the challenge of life. Mm-hmm. You got to get, like, you got to stand up. Some people they're brilliant. Are they're black bats in martial arts? And what's really interesting is they go into life or their business and they get really annoyed because their Facebook ad didn't go because <laughs> they didn't get the leads. Oh my God, it's really hard. I can't. I can't. I can't. Man, step up. Of course you can. Learn how to. It's never you can't. So I need to learn it less. So it's stepping up every day. Yeah. And being the best version of yourself. And you say, owning who you are, number one, it starts with self-love, gratitude, you know, energy, everything like that. Step up and go, right, let's go. Let's see what, what, what happens to today. That spirit is really important. I love it. I love it. Um, it, it it's so, um, one thing that I found from, um, from martial arts is like, uh, coming up, I was always afraid to get beat up by, by the bigger people. And so when, when someone bigger than me or more experienced stepped up on the mat for sparring and they went hard, um, I was like, hey, dude, chill. You know, because you can say that if you're not in a tournament. I can say, hey, dude, chill, chill, chill for a bit. You know, let's, and then that would be okay, right? I mean, you, you'd walk up as a bit of a coward, but at least, you know, you didn't get beat up so much. Um, and I used to... At the beginning, I, I, I used to um, make a, a sour face, or not sour face, but kind of like a sorry face for them to not beat me up as badly, right? To say, okay, I'm hurt. You know, you got me. Okay, now let's chill. Um, and, um, and then only at, I think, age 27 to 30 somewhere, it only clicked uh, that if you don't beat them up, they will beat you up, mm. right? And it's the same with life. So... If you don't beat them up, they will beat you up. And it's exactly what you're saying. You have to be flexible, but you have to be freaking hard. You just go in there, right? One thing I'd like to share here is mm-hmm. one of the things I learned from being massively bullied and running away. The only way to beat fear is to face it head on. Right. So, right. And only why. So here's the thing. I feel the fear and do it anyway. Step up. One of the big things to increase your confidence is do the things you're scared of. Because yeah. Do them, your self-worth, and go, oh, I've managed that. So step up every single day and do something that scares the crap out of you. Because if you do that, you step up, you bump, you go, bang, yeah, I'm getting stronger. That's how you build resilience. Not right. by doing things that make you comfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's, you know, challenge yourself. Life is too short not to challenge yourself. Yeah. And when you challenge yourself, you know what? You know you can. Every set, like You only build your confidence by doing, not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that you fear. Do them. You know, I fly planes. I fly planes because I'm scared of heights. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, fly. Like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Why? Because it scares the crap out of me. Bang. I'm in. Like, oh! like, ah! It's going on. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you do things because they scare you. People go, well, yeah. what the hell is that about? Let me hide into my box. Let me stay safe. Right. Then they end up feeling depressed. Right. You're in this little box. It's safe. Yeah. You know, you're either growing or you're dying. Right. It, and just to go, all right, you know, yeah, either growing or dying. Uh, let's, let's go back to the, the same kind of like thing. All right. Things that you can take from the mat, put them into life. Let's think about more. Yeah, yeah, sure. So on the mats, you know, 
it's about strategy. Mm. You know, so yeah. like you don't learn mar- like when you become a great martial artist, you realize it's not about fighting, it's about strategy. Mm-hmm. It's the art of war. Now, when you're in business and life, same thing, the strategy. Like, are you ahead of the game? Is it strategic? Are you being strategic enough? In business, it's strategy, right? Right. You've got to, you've got to understand, you've got to be one step ahead. You've got to be able to pivot when you need to. You've got to and, and, and that's the key element. Have you got enough tools in the box? You know, are you ready? Are you resilient enough? Have you got the right, have you got the right learning? Yeah. You've got to learn first. So on the mats, it's like repetition is the mother of all skill, right? right. So you gotta say, well, what am I repeating enough? What am I what do I, here's here's one of the things I learned, right? I'll take this from martial arts, right? Where you want to be is you want to be in a place of no mind, which is mushin, right? So mushin means no mind. And the reason you want to be in no mind, because the problem is in your head, you're dead. Your mind is the one thing that will crucify everything. Your mind is the problem, not you. And when you can live in no thought, like so when you live in no thought, that's where your genius unleashes because it's unconscious behavior, right? So the reason you do things 10,000 times is because then you do it without thinking. The reason you drive a car from A to B, sometimes going for a red light and you don't even know it's a red light or you drive from one place to the other. Have you ever done that? You drive from one place to the other, you can't even remember the journey. You still got there, right? Right. And that's your unconscious emotion it's your genius zone mm-hmm. so and the reason you can do that is because you've done it that much you don't even have to think anymore right. once you can repeat things so much like on a mat like when i won my world title i wasn't fighting i was i wasn't even there i wasn't even thinking there was no thought i was just doing so one of the things i thought and the reason is so many times on the mat so many tournaments you repeat it often enough it becomes unconscious competence you know and that's what we're striving for yeah. living unconscious mind because let's face it you're the you will be the same as so 7.8 billion people right the problem is what you're thinking your mind creates the problem right so here's a couple of things that i have so far one step up as a warrior exactly like you do on the map step up as a warrior in life two you have to be flexible it's all about flexibility you have to be able to change while you're in motion two uh three it's not about fighting, it's about strategy, right? People can work hard, work their ass off, hustle, right? But never get anywhere, full gas and neutral. But it's actually all about the strategy. You got to strategize and carry out plans, right? Also, comp- uh, um, mixing that up with the flexibility from the point before, while you're in movement. Four, repetition is the mother of all skills. Be consistent and repetitive. Ooh. Five, mushing, place of no mind. Your mind is the problem. Live in no thoughts. Yep. Amazing. And one more. All right. Every time you get knocked down, you get up. That's how you win. Yes. And I think you can say that from your own journey. <laughs> 100%. Like you, you, what's really important is is remembering you are going to get knocked down. You're going to be disappointed. You're going to have things that knock you from the side in business. You're going to think that this person or that person's, and they will do something that you weren't expecting. Number one is you've got to discipline your disappointments. Number two, you've got to get up every time you get knocked down, get up 10 times quicker. Get up more times than you get knocked down. That's how you win. I would say also from your journey is... And, and comparing your journey to mine, in a way, 
is um, is is fail more often. Right? And I have, I have a mantra. Yeah, fail your way to success. <laughs> Love it. You know, if you fail excessively, you'll live successfully. Many if you people fail excessively. Yeah, you'll live successfully. And the reason for this, anyone listening, many people are scared of fail, but it's their ally to success. You need to fail. We, yeah. And by the way, let me take you back to when you were born. When you were born, and then when you started to do something that was really new and fresh, you started to walk. You learn to walk by one thing, falling down. Right. You learn, you try, you fall. And every time you fall, you've got your parents, come on, let's go, nurturing yourself, remember. You've had to fail enough time so you could learn to walk. You need to take the first step. So everything that you have in life, remember one thing. You just got to keep on trying, you keep on doing until you take the first step. Human beings are fascinating, absolutely fascinating. What they can, Saggy, what they can achieve is unbelievable when they take the first step, but they've got to go on that journey first. They've got to fail first. They've got to fail fast first. They've got to fail excessively. So we go, I don't want to fail. People's fear of failure is unbelievable, but it, isn't it crazy how failure is your stepping stone to success, but many people don't want to fail. So you embrace failure. I say to my kids when I teach them, we teach martial arts, if I teach on the mats, I say, wow, I allow myself to fail 20 times a day. I'm cool with that, I can't wait to bring it on. So any, any more than that, I go, well, okay, we need, to, we need to brush up a little bit on that, but 20 times is okay. They're like, really, you don't mind? Come on, bring it on, let's go, let's fail quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it changes the thought process. It stops the pro procrastination and the fear of failure because failure is, is your greatest ally. Right. And um, so failure is the greatest ally. Um, I, what about something so important in your journey and also mine that we haven't talked about that really is, um, is, can, can be compared to martial arts is how about a coach, mm. right? Yeah, very important. Like having a coach, having a mentor. I've got two mentors, three mentors. I have mentors, I have coaches. They allow you to see what you can't and guide you to where you need to be. A coach, see, the thing is, a, a good coach doesn't tell you what to do. They guide you to what you need, where you need to go. It's completely different. You're still the one who's in control. They're not telling you what to do. I have plenty of people who want you to tell them what to do. I'm like, no, 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 I don't need to tell you. I need to guide you. Let me just give you some ideas and open your thoughts so you can find your way there. Mm -hmm. You know, so on the mats, it's the same thing. They can see what you can't. You right. need to look from behind, look, look from afar. You don't read a book here, you read a book here. Right. When you're in your own world, you're too close to see it with a coach. They can see everything that you can't. They have peripheral 360 vision. They can see and help you guide you to where you need and where you can go and help you find the new route to where you need to get there. So they shortcut your way to success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I so much believe in that. And like you said, you, you double down on coaching and masterminds and I, I meet too. I, I spent like, um, I, my guess is like around 300 K already in the past three years and all that. So, um, and, um, and so I think, um, we got nine, we need one more. Let's get one more martial arts, Matt strategies that you can bring into real life and business. One more. I have one, but I'm going to wait. I have one. Belief that you can win. Mm. 
And to win a match, to win the fight, you got to believe. I won the world title by finally believing because I visualized I could. And in business, you got to believe. You got to believe that you can because you know what you can. Of course you can. If someone else has done it, so can you. Belief is so important. Belief on the mats, belief in life, belief in your business. Once you have certainty of self, people have certainty in you. That's what's really, really important. I'm writing everything down. <laughs> wow. Once you have certainty in yourself, people will have certainty in you. I love that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I think I think this really really sums up those ten points. And I know you have to. You also like got to wrap up. So I just repeat the ten points that we have. And uh, anybody wants, they'll be in the show notes. And um, first of all, before I repeat the ten points, guys, ladies, everybody is listening or watching this on YouTube or listening on, on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Listen, take a snapshot right now of the screen. Please take a snapshot or a picture of YouTube if you're watching a new on a desktop or something. Just share it in your stories on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever, and tag us, right? Tag us. Um, Gordon, what's your handle? Um, just find me on Gordon Bircham on Facebook. Uh, you've got, let me have a little look in here. So Instagram is a place you can catch me now. Um, let me have a look. It's just Gordon underscore Bircham. Okay, Gordon underscore Bircham on Instagram. Um, or Gordon Bircham on, uh, on Facebook. And um, you can tag me also, Sagi Schreiber, at Sagi Schreiber, S-A-G-I Schreiber. Or, and, um, and you can also tag the show, commit.first, at commit.first. Everybody just tag us, share it, and share that you got some value out of this because we want to know you're here. Uh, we want to know you support the show. And um, Gordon, thanks so much, man. So just to wrap up the points, one, step up as a warrior. As you do in the mat, on the mat, do so in life. Two, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to change the game as you go along. Connecting to three, it's not about fighting hard as much as it's about the strategy. You got to have a strategy. Four, repetition is the mother of all skills. Be consistent and repetitive. Five, motion, place of no mind. Your mind is the problem, so live with no thoughts. Six, every time you get knocked down, you got to get back up and go at it again. That's how you win. Seven, fail your way to success. If you fail excessively, you will live successfully. Eight, I just said the date. If you don't beat them up, they will beat you up. So be on the offensive. Nine, get a coach, someone who will push you and allow you to see what you can't and guide you to where you need to go. And finally, 10, belief. Just believe that you can win. You got to believe. Practically visualize it. If someone else have done it before, you can too. Once you have certainty in yourself, people will have certainty in you. Gordon, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, my You're amazing. Absolute. Thanks for having uh, me on here. I've really enjoyed it. Um, good synergy here. Let's stay in contact. It's great to connect with you. And guys, yeah, inbox me if you want to on Instagram. I'll get back to on my Instagrams and I will speak to you guys very, very soon. Thank you very much. Sure. Gordon, you're welcome. And uh, just to connect the books uh, in here as well. So we, we have you at Instagram, Gordon underscore Bircham. You'll find uh, the link to the books from there, but uh, the names of the books real quickly. Real quickly. Live Life Happy. Live, Live Life Happy. Mm -hmm. And The Business of Martial Arts. The Business of Martial Arts. 
I love it. I love it, man. Thank you so much, Gordon. That was amazing. Take care, my man. Nice to connect. Speak to you soon. You too.